Allah means family. When life gets you down, you know what you gotta do? You don't know what you gotta do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Akuna Matata! Hello and welcome. I am Jay. I'm Andrea. And this is the Disney Plus Us podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Disney Plus streaming service. Today, you have landed on a special episode. Woo! This is our spoiler-free review of Cruella. Cruella. You know, we've watched this, and um, you're wondering, is it worth my time? Should I be going to the movies? Should I be purchasing this on Disney Plus? Because this is one of those special releases. It's in theaters right now, but you could also watch it at in the comfort of your own home. But you have to pay thirty dollars. Yeah, and be a Disney Plus subscriber to begin with, right? Or you could slow play this one. Wait till <laughs> I hear. I don't know if August, but like wait a couple months, and then it's free. Which heads up, Raya and the Last Dragon. Starting June 4th, which is this next coming week, will be available to all Disney Plus viewers. You must see that. So if you slow played that one and you were waiting for it to be free soon, my friends, soon. And if you haven't seen it, it's fantastic. Go watch it. Well done. Yeah. Back Uh, to Cruella. Back to Cruella. Okay. Let's actually go into initial reactions. Aha. Okay. So... I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to expect going. I heard things like, it's like Devil Wears Prada meets the Joker. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, what's this going to be? And knowing what I know about Cruella DeVille and the original 101 Dalmatians, we talked about her a lot, which, shameless plug for a previous episode, go back and listen to that one. We watched it. I'm like, how are they going to make a puppy killer crazy lady how are they gonna make her sympathetic to the point where i want to watch a two-hour movie about this woman folks they did it like i don't know that they necessarily got me to the ah i fully understand this character now as she was conceived in the original 101 dalmatians but I really like the character that they showed me. She was interesting. You didn't quite know what she was going to do. Um, it was just a really fun movie to watch. So thumbs up for me. Jay? You know, I am going to echo your thumbs up. I had a blast. The watching Emma Stone's character evolve, get backstory, and kind of own her badassness was a pure treat. Now, there's aspects of this film I completely admire. I love the the fashion. I love the cinematography. The music was a lot of fun. There was a lot of music in this oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot. Um, and everything about this, including the story, was really good. The only nitpick I could give it is some of the pacing felt off and I didn't love the voiceovers and the exposition. Yeah, I feel like maybe they relied on voiceover when they didn't necessarily need to. Yeah, but Um, 
you know, whatever. But, you know, that's a nitpicky thing and an otherwise really enjoyable movie. What is the story summary? What is the brief, hey, what's Cruella about? Yeah. With no spoilers, which if you're still listening to this point, uh, I should warn you that you should expect maybe some discussion of the story and characters, but we'll try and avoid any huge like plot points yeah. that will ruin it for you. But if you want like to go in completely blind... Maybe turn this off. Turn this off and, and listen to it after you've seen the movie. But um, you've clicked on this link, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This story is essentially a backstory for Cruella DeVille, who is a known puppy kidnapper from the original 101 Dalmatian. She's got the crazy black and white hair, the insane fashion choices, the terrible driving. We know this about her as a character. We get to see parts of her childhood. Uh, we get to see how she meets her two henchmen. Um, and we get to see kind of how she slowly turns into kind of, you know, girl with attitude, but trying to keep it in check into, you know, a fully realized Disney villain. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really, and this is my commentary here. I don't really feel like she turned into a villain at the end. Uh, yeah, like I don't you're, know. You're kind of rooting for her the whole time. And she doesn't really do anything in the movie that is super horrible and unforgivable. That's like true. most of the quote unquote bad things she does are attitude and like petty thievery. That's true. So I, I still feel like there's a logical leap from the end of this movie to where she got to 101 Dalmatian level of bad. You know, even in 101 Dalmatians, she was completely enjoyable there. You loved her. Uh, she was awesome. <laughs> she was. She's still probably one of my favorite villains. But she kidnapped all those cute puppies and wanted to skin them. <laughs> yeah. she She's into fashion. <laughs> so, yeah, Andrea did a good job summarizing it. Um, what, what were your reactions? The big takeaway is... This felt deeper and more explored than Cruella ever did in any other movie. Yeah. And I loved the, there was a couple, like it almost felt Lady Gaga oh, level yeah. of fashion and in kind of Banksy moments where it's all about a giant statement. It's like guerrilla fashion, like guerrilla warfare. We jump in and jump out. Yeah. That was, it was so yeah. fun. It was a blast. It was fun. Um, how does this compare to, say, like Maleficent? Or what are some of the other villain picks that Disney has released? I think this is maybe the best I've seen. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it feels like a standalone movie and not just a let's explain a character. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. You know what would be fun? Is if we did a character breakdown. Oh. And let's start off by, since we're kind of talking about comparison new, new to old, mm -hmm. I'm going to play a clip from, from the old Excellent. movie. Yeah. And we'll just see how, if the vibe fits. 
that we saw Emma Stone. Let her in, Nanny. Anita, darling. How are you? Miserable, darling, as usual. Perfectly wretched. <laughs> Yellow smoke everywhere. Where are they? Where are they? Just wandering around the house. <laughs> Looking for the puppies. Six, where are they? Who, Cruella? I don't... The puppies, the puppies. No time for games. Where are the little brutes? Oh, it'll be at least three weeks. No rushing these things, you know. <laughs> Anita, you're such a wit. Here, dog. Here. Here, dog. <laughs> Cruella, isn't that a new fur coat? My only true love, darling. I live for furs. I worship furs. Uh, after all, is there a woman in all this wretched world who doesn't? All right. <laughs> How did that feel? I was trying to imagine Emma Stone saying those lines and doing those things. Yeah. I, right? I, I could picture it. <laughs> I kind of had the same thought that she was very forward. She was very confident. Does and, what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. Without any care to anyone. Yeah. And this is actually like, this is kind of a good moment for a movie like this. Um, because traditionally I think women are kind of put in a box where they're expected to be polite and nice and courteous and like kind of take a back seat and to have a movie where a woman is kind of brash and kind of rude and just does still likable does what she wants who cares if she's likable like she is doing her thing and she is rocking it yeah it's it's almost a, i mean it's almost a feminist statement that you don't, other people don't have to like you for you to be an awesome woman. Just do your thing. Really well said. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah. Cool. Uh, one thing that's new in this movie is the Baroness. The Baroness, played and, by Emma Thompson. And Emma Thompson is antagonist. Yes. So she is... Um, Kind of a, a who Emma Stone's Cruella character wants to be when she grows up. And it runs this big fashion house, and she's kind of a take-no-prisoners, um, kill-or-be-killed kind of lady in the fashion world. Uh, she's very harsh, uh, very demanding, and the story sets up Emma Stone's character against her and they, they kind of bounce off each other to very interesting effects. Yeah. And yeah. and that's kind of the devil wears Prada vibe. Yeah. There was a lot of that going on when Corella was uh, in her employ. We kind of, yeah, had a devil wears Prada vibe there. Yeah. Most definitely. Hmm. So what did you think of this audition is like, a villain in a villain movie, a different villain. Yeah. Well, here's here's the question. Like, this Emma Thompson character, what made her, I mean, she was kind of like, I don't care about anybody to the extreme except me and my fashion. And she even has a whole speech about it. 
But doesn't Cruella kind of end up being the same person? Yes, she does. Absolutely. Which kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a, a weird story there. And it's it's a fun exploration evolving character. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I love these two characters together. I love the fashion wars. Uh, it's a really interesting and something different. I, maybe we don't see so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's cut to the technical stuff. Okay. Let's talk visuals. Costumes. Ooh. What'd you think? You know, the fashion in this was so fun. Oh, my gosh. When when I see absolutely fun fashion, and this started even with Lady Gaga in, you know, the I haven't seen, I mean, the meat thing was okay, but she's had some really loud out there outfits just yeah and And this felt like that and this totally it was almost lady gaga gaga to the extreme yeah well it was set in 1960s london Mm -hmm. so you kind of have that cool era to work with but man they had some fun designing the costumes for this it's just like visually so cool to see all of the different looks and all the fashion houses and they had several fashion shows in it and yeah it 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 was a major plot point also that they were like you had this amazing fashion and they really delivered on that i think oh absolutely absolutely um production production design what do you think about that you know the production design we had two different things we had dirty london we mm-hmm. had stealing London, and then we had like posh London, posh, and yeah. it was very crisp and clean. There was a lot of softness to to the posh side. Like mm. there, it was uh, there's, I don't know what the like seafoam green kind of vibe and pink mm-hmm. and just and very clean and ah, that's interesting. And it kind of felt like in small ways inspired by. Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, I, I I can see that. It's kind of the really bright colors, almost to the extreme where it's abstract. Yeah, this felt clean like that, maybe not completely in his wheelhouse, but what was also interesting is when Cruella came out, and there's a whole nother visual. Of reds and blacks and very strong yeah. colors in contrast to the pinks and yeah. the softness yeah and so there was also editing wise i i noticed a couple times there was some interesting like smash cuts to uh, a random scene for two seconds and then it was over you know <laughs> and and that also felt fun i loved it i thought it was well done disney put their a a team on this and yeah. you can tell yeah, I really loved especially that um, you could see, and, and maybe part of this was Emma Stone and part of this was the costuming, you could see her her character evolve throughout oh. the whole thing and get turned more and more into this villainous character. Whereas she starts at the beginning and she's angry, but she's fragile and then she becomes strong. And you see that through costuming, but you also see that through her performance. 
So that was a really good blend of both. How about the music here? Music was fun. It was <laughs> it was a weird, like eclectic, so many different bits. And it feels like every single scene had a different like piece of music that you're like, oh, I recognize that. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to pull up uh, the... The playlist, like I remember they had ELO, Electric Light Orchestra playing, and then they jumped to like a Beatles song, and then they jumped to like, uh, it was just so many like, here are the hits of the 60s that were going to, 60s London, but they also threw in some other stuff too. Yeah, well, one fun fact I noticed when Emma Stone first appeared the rolling stones were playing uh, and the you ro- think they did that on purpose no, no. but it, it worked <laughs> and there were two uh two rolling stone songs um so here we go we got bloody well right by super tramp we got whisper whisper by the bgs in inside looking out by the animals this is 1966 mm-hmm. stuff and it um, did a good job of mirroring whatever was happening in the story. But, yeah, they really dug into, like, the pop music. Mm-hmm. I can keep going. Keep going. <laughs> this is yeah. crazy. There's so many songs. Watch the Dog That Brings the Bone by Sandy Gay. She's a Rainbow by the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Gotcha by Joe Tex. Time of the Season by the Zombies. These Boots Are Made for Walking. Uh-huh. Uh, which was Nancy Sinatra, funny enough. Not sure. Uh, five to one. Feeling good. Fire by the Ohio Players. Whole Lot of Love by Ike and Tina. The Wild One. Hush. Living Thing by ELO. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Crazy by Queen. Car Wash. Car <laughs> Boys wash. Keep Swinging. <laughs> one way or another. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. <laughs> I know. I get ideas. I should stop. There's so many There's songs so in here. There's so many, and it just felt rapid fire, like playing all of these. Yeah. Uh, I Want to Be Your Dog by John McCree. Which was timed very well. That was good. Yeah, that was a good point in the story. It really was. Yeah. So all that to say, the music I thought was stellar. It was a really good mix. But... Here at the Disney Plus Us show, we also have uh, a little thing that we like to call. Here are true facts about Cruella. Okay. Glenn Close, who played the first live action Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians, serves as executive producer for this movie. A popular myth is that filming was delayed due to Emma Stone's dislocating her shoulder at a Spice Girls concert in London, (laughs) where she fell off her friend's shoulders June 2019. Stone later explains that the night before the Spice Girls concert, she was running in boots on a wood floor, slipped and broke her shoulder in two places. Uh. She went to the concert with her arm in a sling and didn't... Go for an x-ray until the next day. Filming oh. was delayed. Okay, so not the Spice Girls concert. No, just but that would have been funny. Slippery floors. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't know the Spice Girls still performed. I guess it must have been a special thing. Yeah. 
In one scene, the Baroness is watching a film starring Betty Lou Grayson, the original Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. The first look was shared at Disney's massive movie panel at D23 Expo, August 2019. This came as something of a surprise during the presentation as there is no indication this was going to be one of the featured titles. So it's kind of a surprise. By the way, surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when the first trailer was released, the film drew comparison to the Joker. Both films take a famous villainous character and make them into a protagonist misunderstood by society. Very different, though. Uh, yeah, totally different. Like, <laughs> this is a fun PG-13 Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hard R <laughs> and, the you, Joker. and you leave the joke and you're like, oh, man. Life is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's terrible. Life <laughs> is terrible. This is like, well, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is Emma Tom's Thompson's fifth Disney film after Treasure Planet, Brave, Saving Mrs. Banks or Mr. Banks, and Beauty and the Beast from oh. 2017. Yeah, she was Mrs. Potts, right? You know that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard act to follow. Though. I know. Like Angela Lansbury, how do you follow that up? In a case of irony, the dog. Hating Cruella DeVille is played by Emma Stone, who is the beginning of her acting career, voiced a dog in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Huh. So, so she, she started out playing a dog. She yeah. started playing a dog, and now she hates a dog. And Which, there were a lot of dogs in this movie. I know. And most of them, like, she had no problem with. She actually, actually owned liked, a few. She owned a few, and she liked dogs. They help in the grifting scheme. They do. <laughs> uh, there were a few Dalmatians that were um, really mean. Yeah. Um, and and caused some issues early on that I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, checks out. I yeah, get the hatred. Checks out. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, all right. So the million dollar question: Is it worth it? Oh man. I think so. Yeah. If you're looking for like a a serious character portrait of what makes this villain tick, you may not get what you're looking for. But if you're looking to like just really enjoy the heck out of a movie, this might be it. Yeah. I would say a bold statement. One, yes, definitely worth it. I loved it. I would... Um, I would see it on the biggest screen possible and with the loudest speakers. And um, I would stick to the rating. I would not let anybody younger than 10 to 13 see this, depending on maturity. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't work. But those who can enjoy this will enjoy this. Okay. I had fun. All right. Well, folks. We have reached the end of this spoiler-free review. Thank you for joining us. I had fun. I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, like us. Subscribe us. Um, if you're on YouTube, comment us. Review us. Whatever. We'll see you next time for Toy, Toy Story, Story 2. 2. Thanks for listening. <laughs>